Hello and welcome back to the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. We're continuing this season with the theme, The Struggle is Real. In this episode, we're looking at the topic of struggling in school. Surely this is relatable to a lot of our listeners. I'm sure there are a lot of you who perhaps are still in the throes of school yourself, or maybe it hasn't been too long ago that you graduated from school and you can recall some of the difficulties involved with that. Uh, One of the things that we're going to mention in this episode is that you've got to maintain the proper focus as a Christian, uh, even though school is certainly something that takes a lot of focus as well and is very important, uh, but being a faithful Christian throughout all of it is also uh, even more important. So we're going to talk about that. Our guest host for this episode is Brother Jordan Pugh. Jordan and I uh, went to Memphis School of Preaching together, graduated in the same class, 2017. Jordan, I appreciate you helping us on the podcast this week. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. Glad to, uh, you know, study with you and, and talk and conversate. I'm looking forward to our uh, our conversation we're going to have. Absolutely. So again, we're talking about how struggle is real, struggling in and, and through school. And uh, Jordan is the host of the When the Scriptures Become Real podcast. So that goes along well with this idea of the struggle is real. So you want to kind of explain your uh, your concept of your podcast a little bit and tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah. So uh, when the podcast started uh, the end of 2017, you know, you would see certain things that maybe we studied in school or maybe things that you're going through in life or whatever the case might be. And you read these verses that you've known all your life, right? And they sound so nice and maybe you have them written there on your phone, whatever the case might be. But when you actually have to live out what the scripture is saying, it's not just a nice thing or it doesn't, it's not just a command anymore. It's actually a real thing that, that you have to live out. And so going through that, and looking at scripture that way at that time, I was like, okay, the scriptures are, they're real now. You know, it's not just something that I'm studying for two years. Yeah, you know, there's the real thing. They become uh, practical. Yeah. Everyday yeah. living. And so there's a lot of similarities kind of between the uh, your podcast and kind of the premise of this podcast as well. Uh, there's so much in the scriptures, everything pertaining to life and godliness, according to Second uh, Peter 1, 3. So they, they very much are real in the sense that uh, <laughs> there's real practical application for all of us. So. Appreciate that very much. And do you have some more projects you're working on uh, in relation to that? Yeah. So on our podcast, obviously, we have um, a couple series that we're doing on the podcast weekly. We're actually getting ready to start a uh, Women of the Bible series, probably starting with Rahab pretty soon. Uh, So we're going to give like a six part study on her and other women in the Bible. So we're looking forward to that. And then also for families, uh, for the kids, we actually have some uh, Bible animation. Uh, that's coming out. So we've already put one episode uh, out about two or three weeks ago. So the response has been great from that. Um, so we're looking forward to doing more uh, Bible animation. We call it whiteboard sessions. So we're doing that. Uh, hopefully the next one will be released at the end of this week, early next week. So just something for families to watch, for kids to be engaged. Uh, there's questions in the middle of it. So families can help to answer the questions for the kids. Just looking forward to having kind of like a Bible program uh, for the families. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a really needed thing. You know, there are a few few options uh, for kids programming within the Brotherhood, but there, we could always use a lot more. So I was glad to see that you were uh, putting those out. 
So be sure to check those out. And what was the name of those again? Whiteboard Sessions. Whiteboard Sessions. You can find those on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yep, YouTube. And they'll be there. Just look at when the scriptures become real. And then you'll see our Bible animation section. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, let's go ahead and get into our topic for this week. And I think that, again, our our listeners can probably relate to this, especially some of our younger listeners who are perhaps in high school or uh, maybe going through college, et cetera. And, you know, when we talk about the struggle of school, you can talk about anything from academic struggles themselves. You know, how do you study? How do you prepare? How do you how do you survive? And, uh, you know, struggles with not only that, but balancing school along with family life and most importantly, church life. And then struggling with your influence. You know, how do you try to influence others for Christ and evangelizing those that perhaps you go to school with? Peer pressure. You know, there's lots of uh, influences that are negative in a school environment typically as well that you have to be on the lookout for. And then just struggling with some of the things that may be taught. Uh, if you go to a secular school or, or a public school or whatnot, there's going to be some different things you got to be on the lookout for, uh, certain secular worldviews and different things like that. So there's a lot for us to unpack here, and we'll see what we can get in 20 or 30 minutes or so. But uh, I want us to start by talking about the obvious, and that is just struggling through academically. And uh, it can take a toll on you, and sometimes I think Christians— in struggling through something like the academic rigors of college or whatnot, sometimes we can maybe lose our focus on uh, some of the even more important things, such as our Christian lives. So, Jordy or Jordan, what do you think about that? Uh, and you know, you and I went to Memphis School of Preaching together, and that was tough. That was a yeah. really tough two years, but we made it through. But uh, even in studying the Bible straight straight through for a couple of years, even then the temptation can be to lose focus. And even though you are studying the Bible, you might not really uh, take it and make proper application for your life. You might just be wanting to pass the next Bible test, right? Mm -hmm. So what are your experiences in a school type setting and how do you keep a proper Christian focus throughout? Well, I guess just because of, where we went to school, we can kind of do it from two different fronts. So we can do it from one side on the just straight, we're studying the Bible for two years every single day. And then on the other side for us, uh, we could talk about kind of the secular school that we've been to, maybe college before high school, uh, whatever the case might be. So starting there first, um, especially with who's around and the things that are around and the things that are being said. So not only, like you said, not only do you have those pressures, but you also have the pressures of you actually need to pass these things or you can't move forward into certain things like college and graduate school and things of that nature. So you can put so much pressure on yourself to be the best at this class or the best among your classmates or the, the best in this. You can get to certain levels. It's all about levels there, secularly. And what you can do is you can lose yourself quickly. And it's great to study those things. I mean, I'm still studying things now. It's amazing. It's great. There's a lot of things to learn. Um, I'm reminded of what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 12. You know, much study makes the mind weary. And that's true in the biblical sense, but also just in secular, just study. I was going to say our, that was our favorite verse in preaching school because we, <laughs> we like to throw that back at our, our instructors sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true, isn't it? 
you know, right. and it, it's so, and you know, with the secular world, you know, you, everything is about competition. You know, obviously it may not be presented that way, but when you really look at it or you look back at it, it was competition to get to a certain spot. And if you weren't competing with someone else, you were competing with yourself so that you could get where you wanted to go in the future. So you learn a level of competition there. On the spiritual side of things, when you when you take that mindset and you apply that mindset to just studying scripture, those same temptations can be there even though you're studying the greatest thing ever written. So it can still be a temptation of competition between others, competition between yourself, where I think it's very easy for us, Chase, especially as you don't have to go to a preaching school to be a part of this, but it's very easy to miss the point when you study that way. Yeah. You know, when, when you study to just memorize, when you study to just know something, or you study just to have knowledge or just to be this, or you just to make yourself, make the grade or make the grade so you can yeah. lose yourself, but then you miss the point of it all. And a, a great friend of mine that I'm working with right now, our kind of our motto right now as we're studying together and helping the congregation is we're not studying scripture just for the sake of knowing more scripture. We're studying scripture to know who Jesus is. So you can make the Bible an academic rigor and it could work that way if, if that's what you want it to be. Or we can look at these things that the Bible reveals and we can use the verses, the chapters, the accounts, the characters. How can I get closer to God? So it's very, very easy for us to miss the point. And to be honest, you know, when we talk about, you know, being real and getting real, I've missed that in both fronts. You know, and we have to be honest and, and self-reflect is very, very easy to miss the point of it all. But thankfully, we can look back, we can meditate, we can see some things and say, okay, now let's get back on track and let's take these things that aren't necessarily bad, but let's use these for the right reason. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. You know, I think back and I uh, did preaching school and then before that actually did a, an undergraduate study as well and uh, in college. And I think to both experiences and to me, uh, to a large degree, it was all about, let me get that A, let me get that A. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, there was inevitable disappointment when I didn't get the A and mm -hmm. in both accounts uh, that that occurred a few times. And, you know, I had always been a good student. And so I wanted to challenge myself like, OK, I know I can make straight A's. And then when you make a B every once in a while, you, you get down on yourself. But yeah. who cares? You know, I, I think about the academic side of preaching school and it was wonderful to me, the academic side of preaching school was tremendously helpful but the best thing that i learned in it was how to study the bible mm -hmm. and how to glean the things that i should be gleaning as i'm studying and as i'm preparing sermons and bible classes etc i didn't walk away from preaching school knowing it all you know with a hundred percent knowledge of everything i needed to know about the bible not even close but I did learn how to study it properly so that I could understand it properly and teach it properly. And I think that sometimes we miss the forest for the trees mm -hmm. in whatever academic pursuit it is, because we just want to get that grade. We just want to pass that next test, et cetera. We just want to get that degree so that we can then go and get that great job that we're looking for. And all of those things are fine in and of themselves. I mean, go get a good job, of course, yeah. but don't lose sight of the most important things. And ultimately, 
regardless of whatever grade you're making, the, the most important thing is, am I doing my best and am I living out faithful Christianity in this pursuit? And mm-hmm. am I am I in danger of making an idol out of these academics instead of keeping my focus on Christ and him and his kingdom being number one, Matthew 6, verse 33. So I think all of these things that you're saying are great reminders for us uh, and for our listeners, especially if they're in the rigors of, of, you know, academics in school. Um, I think uh, we also need to make sure that we don't let fellowship slip. A lot of times when you're, you're in the thick of it in college or whatnot, you just don't have a lot of free time. Maybe you're working a job on the side on top of trying to keep up with your schoolwork, and maybe you don't have much time left after all of that. Still make some time for fellowship with the saints. You need that mutual encouragement with your fellow Christians. And, you know, definitely don't skip out on worship services. There may be lots of sacrifices that you have to make as you're going through schooling. Don't sacrifice that, though, because you're going to set yourself up for spiritual failure uh, if you're sacrificing worship services and Bible study and uh, edification and fellowship with fellow Christians. So do you have any thoughts on that before we kind of switch gears and talk about possible dangers in a school setting? Yeah, it's like you said, it's very easy to miss the point of uh, fellowship as well. Um, One thing that I think not only school, but just preaching school, what that taught me as well is those days where you come to worship together. Maybe that's on a Wednesday night. Maybe that's a Sunday, whatever the case might be, or maybe just something outside of that. Maybe we're getting together. I know barbecuing like we used to, you know, in school, whatever the case might be, you don't realize how much you need that until you're kind of struggling a little bit. And now I'm not saying that you can't realize that when things are going well, you can't. I mean, we have plenty of examples in scripture where people just worship because they, they realize who God was. So you don't necessarily always have to struggle to understand. But when you do, you start to realize, you know, this is something that it's not just a place that I go. It's these are people that I need to survive for the next couple of days, for the next week, for the next month, whatever the case might be. So you start to see your local Christian family wherever you are. And even in the broad sense, you start to see that a little bit differently because now it's like, okay, I can't do this by by myself. It's impossible. Now we can try. (laughs) If we're being honest, we've all tried. Right. But, you know, after you get done trying, you realize this is not what I thought it was. So yeah, now I'm, you get to see what fellowship really is. Yeah, I made a point in a sermon not too long ago that when you take time to worship God, you put all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength in worshiping God, God knew that that was going to require of us to take the focus off of ourselves, to mm-hmm. take the focus off of whatever cares and concerns we have out in the in the world, so to speak. And instead, place all of that focus on him. And then also, as a side benefit of that, is you've got a bunch of other Christians doing the same thing alongside of you. And there's tremendous mutual encouragement between Christians when you do that. So, again, my, uh, you know, I, I would implore our listeners if you're going through school, don't let that tremendous pursuit, which is a good pursuit, but don't let that sidetrack you from also. Again, most importantly, maintaining your faithful Christianity, maintaining, attending faithfully services of the Lord's Church, etc., uh, while you're going through those difficult experiences of academics. So, 
And I think, too, with that, Chase, I think uh, when we say stuff like, you know, whether it's, you know, in public or maybe on a podcast setting or maybe just personal one-to-one, when we say things like, hey, if you need something, let me know. Like, we really have to mean that when we say that. You know, before, that's kind of like a nice thing you would say. But now you really, especially being in ministry for so long now, you really have to mean it when you say that. Um, because when brethren reach out or when people that you haven't talked to in forever reach out, now it's like, okay, you were almost like, you know, Matthew chapter five, it says that we're the light of the world. You know, the thing about a lighthouse is the lighthouse, the light, it beams so brightly, but it's so, it doesn't move. So wherever it is, people know, okay, the light is here and I can always come back to it, but the light never never uh, necessarily chases what's leaving it so i've had to learn that too you know obviously you have to let people make their choices and make their decisions you're always there for them but as the lighthouse the power of memory chase i think is so important because in luke 15 when the prodigal son when he was in the mud with those pigs it's interesting the text says that he remembered his father so the, the things that you guys are doing for others currently, things that you've done for others in the past, things that you're doing for others in the future, that power of remembrance is going to be so huge because to you, it doesn't really look like much, but people will remember. I remember five years ago, three years ago, a month ago, we Chase did this. Maybe I can go back and ask for help. You never know when that lighthouse is needed. But we have to be that sanctuary for others as Jesus is that for us right now. So so never negate the power of being a light and the remembrance of just being kind, doing good works for others. Because you never I, I mean, I know you've had it in ministry. People just reach out. I haven't. Where'd this come from? You know, yep. but they remember. They remember. Yeah, you're exactly right. And uh, it is important for us to make sure and and be that good example to those around us and to, uh, like you said, mean it when we say it, you know, my door's always open or, uh, I'm always here to help. Well, if they come to us for help, we better, we better show up. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about some problems that we might run into, especially if you're in a secular setting. Uh, you know, we could talk about Christian colleges and different things like that. And even there, you're not immune you know, there can still be problems, but especially in a secular setting, let's say someone goes off to a, a public university, secular university, what are some problems that might come up, whether we're talking worldview type problems that might be taught in the academic setting or peer pressure kind of problems with different sins that could come up? So uh, I've got some ideas and and we'll kind of just bounce these ideas off of each other. So what, what do you have, Jordan? Yeah, I think it's it can be a mix of both. Um, which I'm sure you'll get into that, but I think it is a mix of both. But I think at the same time, too, especially for those who are Christians, I think it's big opportunities for us. I think they're giant opportunities. And I, I understand the the fears that we can have sometimes with, you know, secular study, being around. I, like, I understand it, but at the same time, the, the interesting thing about Matthew 5 is when Jesus says that we're the salt of the earth, What's interesting about where he was and when he was talking about that is in order for salt at that time to be effective, obviously we understand it can preserve, but salt had to be mixed with bacteria, right? So 
it's very interesting that the salt has to be effective in certain places. So where you are, maybe these things are happening, but the effectiveness that you can have as salt is that much greater. So we, we do have to keep that in mind as well. So yes, I understand the struggle, but I also understand there's a purpose for that. So you can't always be in a bubble, right? You can't always be in a bubble because if we are, then we're not being true salt. So, so this is an opportunity for us. So I think with, obviously with textbooks, with certain theologies, with uh, certain attitudes, um, those things are, they're always there, but I believe those are the opportunities that can give us uh, open doors for evangelism. Uh, you know, I'm reminded of, I was a big sports guy. You know, I remember we, we played sports a lot there at school together. Uh, but I mean, there's times where even on my own team, academically and uh, athletically, there was always issues about certain topics, but people always remember this was this is what he said about it. I've never heard that in my entire life. So you just never know how your words and how you deal with people in a kind, meek manner, humble manner, as Jesus commands us to do it. You just have no idea your effect. So, yes, we have to be wise, right? Wise as serpents, but also harmless as doves in that in that setting, too. Yeah, those are great points. I, uh, I remember back to when I went to uh, secular college, 2009. So it's been, it's been, a, it's been a way back. But, uh, you know, walking in as a freshman, and there's a lot of, you can see, there's just a lot of immorality on a college campus t- typically, a lot of drinking, a lot of partying. Um, obviously, there are a lot of folks, uh, you know, doing things with boyfriend, girlfriend they shouldn't be doing, stuff like that. Um and you know you go to you go to football games and basketball games and you know there's stuff there that Christian uh, needs to avoid and uh, avoid it avoid this at the tailgate and you know I think looking back I kind of blocked it all out mm-hmm. as best I could and you know there's going to be times you have to block some things out I think also from a courageous standpoint as Christians if you're finding yourself in those situations, it would be good if you can make an impact, you know, mm-hmm. uh, instead of, for instance, what I'm trying to say is, you know, as I was blocking it out and I kind of look back, a lot of times I would just look the other way, which there are times when you need to look the other way. But there were times when I was silent and I just didn't say anything. When an opportunity presented itself where I could have said something, I could have you know, not laughed at the off-color joke and instead of not laugh at it, you know, say something to this effect of, hey, hey, I know you're trying to be funny or whatnot, but I'm uh, a Christian and I try not to to joke like that. You know, I never really said stuff like that when I could have. And I think that I could have made a better impact on, you know, a few folks that I was around if I would have stood up and, and spoken in various situations when I could have. Um, I do remember talking to a professor every once in a while and they would be espousing things like abortion and, you know, other things that are problems in society today. And I would push back a little bit. So at least I had the courage to do that. Um, but I do look back, uh, you know, this is again, over 10 years ago now, I do look back at myself thinking, man, I was, I was pretty timid. I should have been more courageous and I should have spoken out uh, more. So what do you think about that? 
and I, I think I was that way too, Chase, to be honest with you. I was that way too. But it, it takes time as you learn to uh, to deal with people and want to be around people and help people more and see people as more than just people. Um, you know, at that time, especially academically in college, you're especially if you're a Christian, you could be so locked in to I'm just going here. I'm going to class. Like you said, like you may have some friends there, you may have some people there, but you're not necessarily saying anything, but you're just so locked into what you're doing that I just want to get what I'm here for and go. Yeah, you get tunnel vision. You do. And I, and I understand it could be good in the sense, right? I understand. The well, I mean, it, it'll keep you out of trouble, yeah, which is great, no doubt, great. No but doubt. I still feel like there were opportunities that I didn't take where I could have actually impacted a few of my buddies and who knows, I might've converted one or two when I didn't, because I didn't take those opportunities. I, I wish I would have taken. And those are moments, man, that, that it's interesting. We're talking about this because moments like that is the reason why at the time I decided to go to school. So for me coming out of high school, I actually wanted to go to school Maybe at the time, not necessarily Memphis, but I knew I wanted to pursue a biblical degree somewhere, maybe free, Falcon, or wherever the case might be at the time. Um, but in college, I was so locked in to what I was doing. I mean, I was I was moving, man. I was like, let's get this degree. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Taking accelerated classes, working, doing what I need to do to, to make sure I was on pace to get what I want to go. And I remember, man, going to uh, like a Taco Bell one day for lunch. And I went there and you know how sometimes when you grab your food, you know, when they're done, you can just grab and walk out. I remember tugging at the bag and the bag just wouldn't move. So I was like, what's going on? And so the guy, the guy wouldn't let go of the bag. And at the time I had like a bright green shirt on and it was a camp shirt one year that said, let's talk about Jesus on it. And he said, I won't give you this bag until we talk about it. I was like, talk about what? He's like, your shirt. Talk about Jesus. And Chase, I remember in that moment, I was just so locked into what I was doing. I just, I froze. Couldn't say anything. But I knew it, you know. You knew what to yeah. say, but I don't. And then you start to realize, what am I, I could do this for years with college, but am I really missing the point of being a Christian? And at that point, I was like, if that, that's never going to happen again. Yeah. To where, okay, now the impact, because people are looking but they may look in different ways in different places. So I think those, those things and those uh, shortcomings, they teach you how you need to learn a little bit more and actually yeah. it kind of resets your focus. So I think sometimes, man, that's necessary. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think back and, you know, I was 19 years old going into freshman year of college. And so I'm 19, early twenties. I, th I think I chalk a lot of it up to just, youth, you know, youthful, inexperienced. And, um, I was actually homeschooled from seventh grade on through a senior year of high school. So there's a lot of really good aspects of that. I was protected from some things that I might otherwise have been around. Uh, but so I'm having to basically kind of come out of my shell again mm -hmm. as a freshman in college and I adjusted well, don't get me wrong. But I do think back to the fact that, again, like I said, I, there were I know there were times I could have made a, an impact on those around me and I had that tunnel vision. And so I, I did not make it. I mean, they might have looked and said, hey, there's something different about that guy. I certainly hope so. 
hoping that I set a good example, but still, I know there are things that I could have said that could have impacted people, people to a a greater degree. What if, uh, let's say you, let's say you're, uh, you're in the dorm and you've got your, your roommate and he's not a Christian. And he said, Hey, let's go get some beers or, uh, you know, let's, let's invite some girls over different things like that. How should a, a young Christian respond to a situation like that? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I've had that happen before, <laughs> you know, so, you know, with those situations in the moment, like we're talking about, it's so easy to freeze because you feel like, well, that would never happen. You know, they would never ask you to do that. They know that I don't do that. But then when it happens, you kind of don't know what to do. So I think the easiest thing to do in the moment is it's never an opportunity to be a jerk or to be mean or to be dismissive. It's never an opportunity for that because you got to remember who you are. Uh, but in those situations, you know, okay, hey, great, you guys are doing that. I, I don't want to participate in things of that nature, but I'm going to stay back. I'm going to study. I'm going to go play basketball. I'm going to go do something else. So always kind of have something to do for yourself. But then as you have something to do for yourself, at some point, they're going to ask a reason for why you don't do something. And there's your opportunity. So that's your door. Yeah. That's your door. So it, you have to be patient because there's going to be times where um, you may be made fun of for not doing certain things or you may have to you may have to be comfortable just being by yourself, doing stuff on your own. And that's OK for a time if that's necessary. But when that door comes, be ready for that door, because that's an opportunity to help somebody and to change somebody's life potentially. Great points. Anything, uh, anything you want to follow up, follow up on or any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up this episode? I think one thing too, Chase is you're going to hit a crossroads in these moments academically that we're talking about, because you're going to, if, if we're honest, you're going to come to a point where like myself and Chase, you're going to look back at situations where you could have been better and wherever you were. And so now you've got a choice, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, you got a choice. Am I just going to sit and sulk and just kind of keep going on this downward trend because I didn't do what I needed to do back then? Or am I going to take that and use that to become more like Christ and to help more people? So we can, and again, I think we're kind of in the same brain where we kind of look at things and if we fail, we kind of don't look at the success. We kind of magnify the failure. And that's kind of the mindset I've always had with a lot of things, which you could do 99 things right but that one thing that i got wrong i'm focusing on that one thing yeah and you can kind of you can mug yourself down and it's almost like quicksand mentally so obviously understand that the lord and his mercy and his his grace he understands that we're nothing but dust right so he understands we're not going to get everything perfect but at the same time we can't keep sinking lower so at some point like luke 15 Yes, we're low, but at some point we're going to have to get up and go back and get up again. So make sure whatever you're doing, you may may need to make adjustments academically, spiritually. That's good. I need to make adjustments. I'm not perfect either. You know, it's always room for improvement. Like Brother Elkins used to say, right, the biggest room in my life is the room for improvement. That's, That's very, very true. And when you realize it keeps you humble, too. It keeps you humble and it keeps you understanding. I need, I need God. Yep. It's not me. I need his help. So don't, don't let that discourage you too much. Last question. 
and then uh, we'll move on and, and Jordan's going to join us next week uh, for a different episode as well. So the, the last question is this, let's say somebody's listening to this and he's a Christian, she's a Christian, but has fallen away and is in the midst of tremendous uh, struggle academically. Maybe they're a senior in college and they've just been distracted for a few years and they've fallen out of faithful attendance uh, at their congregation and maybe they're not living right. What would you tell somebody who's a Christian but not faithful who is in that situation as they're going through school? You know, I think easily what we can miss chasing those moments is, and I've missed this in ministry myself, is you look at someone in that situation and the first thing you kind of want to do is correct it or tell them, hey, you need to correct this and correct this. And what you might be saying may be 100% correct, and I'm sure it would be. But in the moment, what do you need? How can I help? What have you seen? What are you going through? So remember, if we want to help people, we have to have compassion as Jesus did. And one thing that was impressive about Christ that I've missed over the years is compassion makes you move. And not only does it make you move, compassion makes you feel what they feel. And I think sometimes we're so ready to give a an answer, which is right. I'm not I'm not knocking that we're, we're so ready to give an answer. That's right. That we forget to treat people as a human. Because these people's experiences and what they've seen is real. And so it's important to make sure, yes, you understand, let them understand the urgency of things. But look, man, you're not by yourself. You're not by yourself. We want to help. We want to be there. The Lord cares. The Lord, you know, we, we have to get back to showing people the compassion and the love of God. Not saying that there's not discipline, not saying there's not things we got to do. But understanding if you need help, let's show the love of God. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to be relatable. I think we need to tell them, you know, Hey, I've been there too, man. Trust me. Right. You know, I, there was this moment in my life. There uh, was this moment in your life and uh, we're all trying to get there together and we want to be faithful together together. And so we're going to help pick each other up and right. uh, we, you know, just, just be honest with them, tell them, look, you know, we know you're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but why don't you come back, come back to the Lord, pick yourself up and let's start growing. Let's start trying our best to be faithful to the Lord again. So Jordan, I appreciate you for joining me for this episode and I appreciate our listeners for tuning in as always, Lord willing, tune in next Monday and we will have another episode dealing with the struggle is real on the everyday Christian podcast.